0: Maybe we'll um, extend uh, our ambition to solar system
1: and <laughs> beyond. Hi everyone! Welcome to another episode of Azure Talks. Uh, thank you for joining us today. Uh, today we're going Scandinavian style. Uh, I'm very pleased and honored to welcome two special guests on today's episode. Uh, first of all, uh, Maxim Selnikov. welcome. Hello, hello. So, Maxime, you're an Azure go-to-market manager at Microsoft. You're leading the go-to-market strategy for application innovation and developer solution areas. I believe you're an ex-Microsoft MVP in the development technologies. Um, Are there any words you want to add about this introduction about yourself, uh, Maxime?
0: Yeah. Uh, first of all, uh, thanks for having me. I'm uh, super, super happy, super excited to join this uh, podcast. And uh, yeah, maybe uh, I'll say a couple of words about what I actually do in uh, Microsoft, in Microsoft Norway, to be precise. I'm based in uh, in Oslo, capital of uh, Norway, and I work for Microsoft for around uh, four years. And uh, my main um, target, my main goal is to make developers happy with uh, our cloud offering, which is Azure. Uh, so uh, that means that um, behind all these uh, long uh, internal and external uh, job titles, I uh, mainly do developer relations, developer engagement in uh, in very different forms. And uh, of course, uh, since uh, building applications uh, uh, like up app innovation in uh, our taxonomy is uh, the most uh, let's say developer focused developer centric developer friendly direction from uh, of all Microsoft technologies I uh, also put special care on uh, that direction so in a nutshell uh, you'll find uh, Maxim supporting uh, all sort um, party events like conferences meetups happening in Norway as well as um, customer and partner internal events where i try to uh, bring our content bring our technical speakers uh, speak uh, myself that's uh, that's all about me and at the same time i uh, um, w- w- together with my colleagues we go through uh, say some more more business related things uh, just in order to understand uh, where our our customers going in terms of uh, building uh, new applications and uh, modernizing existing applications by migra- migrating them to the cloud just to unlock their opportunities. Well, that's, uh, that's about myself. And, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I was a Microsoft MVP for a very short period of time, one year, and Microsoft uh, was very quick to hire me. Uh, but I still run uh, some um, developer communities. i involved in building uh, some uh, nonprofit uh, conferences. So, yeah, I'm a big, big, big fan of uh, all kinds of developer communities.
1: Thank you for that introduction, uh, Maxime, and I think there are very, very interesting subjects that you already mentioned that we're absolutely going to talk about within this podcast, and we're not going to do that with the two of us, uh, because joining us today from Sweden um, (laughs) is uh, Jonah and. Jonah, I always have to think about um, uh, Dynavis Targaryen when I see you on, on, on LinkedIn and on, on Twitter <laughs> and because, well, the, the fancy titles, it keeps going with you. You're a, a, yes. a full-stack developer, senior <laughs> IT consultant at Forefront Consulting. You're a Microsoft Azure MVP, Microsoft Certified Trainer, founder of the Azure User Group Sweden. You're a writer, you're a public speaker, and so on and so on. Uh, yes. very, thank you for joining <laughs> us today, Jonah.
2: Yes, thank you so much, everyone for having me today at Asher Talk Podcast and it's an honor to be here with you Rolf and also also Maxime and uh, I thank you for the great introduction and yes, I love or I like watching dragon uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> the, 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 the mother of dragons but I'm the I'm like the superwoman of Asher in the Sweden arena. I'm the only actually uh, female Asher MVP. Uh, in Sweden. So I'm humbled and proud uh, to be one and I'm very passionate about what you do. and that's the great thing about what I do as a consultant or as a community leader of Azure User group Sweden and a developer. it's like it comes naturally and everything is uh, connected. So yeah. And uh, to introduce myself in continuation of that is that uh, I work as an IT consultant for the past eight years uh, here in Sweden. And I've been uh, working as a first as a .NET developer, full stock, but uh, in my project for the past uh, six, eight months, I've been uh, having this different huts or different roles of uh, software uh, engineering to uh, cloud, uh, specifically with Azure uh, focused infrastructures code uh to Azure and all cloud native. And on my free time, as mentioned, I do public speaking, writing my first book about Azure because of a cloud migration journey experience that I had that inspired me. And I also run Azure User Group Sweden. And in fact, we have session coming uh, uh, bi-weekly. So yeah. yeah. Awesome. It's about so
1: me. <laughs> you're, you're both very busy people, I guess, but um, well, let's just lay back a little and, talk about the things that we love the most which obviously are within azure and reflecting on october and november these months they for me they have been very interesting months with lots of webinars user group meetups and also the bigger conferences like uh, microsoft ignite and github universe and the announced services and and features are still fresh in my memory at least and well, I have to take this opportunity because it's not every day that I'm on a podcast with two highly skilled professionals that are dealing with this cloud native development area every day. So uh, let me just dive right in. Jonah, from, a, from looking at the Microsoft's roadmap, what, what have you seen these last couple of weeks or months that really gets you is excited based on your role and expertise?
2: Yes, that's a that's a great question. Thank you. Um, I've been working with cloud native development, especially in my uh, project with uh, my consulting job. So we are building something uh, all cloud native to Azure. And what excites me the most is that the option for automation like infrastructure as code, which I do myself every day as a DevOps engineer or DevOps lead. And also the the what excites me as well is the option to uh, the container Azure container yep. apps and Azure Dev Box and all those things that you can just literally do in your web browser, like the GitHub Code Spaces, which gives opportunity for us uh, developers or engineers working with cloud or with Azure to collaborate better without any hindrances of the on-premise or old way of development, <laughs> if you know what I mean.
1: Yeah, legacy, yuck, we legacy. don't need that. Yeah, right. <laughs> but that seems like something that Microsoft is doing on purpose to empower developers, right, Maxime? I mean, um, Jonah is talking about DevBox, and I, I know that uh, they announced deployment environments on on Microsoft Ignite, which is still in, uh, I think it's in private preview, though. but. What what is really the vision of Microsoft to empower these developers to bring more into that cloud capabilities? So um, can you elaborate with us a little on how do you approach your customers, and how do you help these developers to actually um, um, take on that power that, that Azure holds within itself?
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, but, but first, uh, let me follow up a bit on uh, what's uh, hot in terms of uh, developer trends and uh, requests. And uh, I, I can tell you from uh, my perspective, from uh, requests from uh, from customer side, uh, I, I have lots of uh, email conversations every day with uh, our customers. And uh, uh, from uh, very um, dev-centric requests, I can name, for example, infrastructure as code using Bicep. So this is a very big um, topic uh, these days. And Lots of requests uh, where people want to uh, know more, how to how to start, and uh, those who already started want to know some uh, best uh, practices around uh, that technology. So, so this is really blooming these days, uh, as well as uh, Azure container apps, uh, like uh, Jonah mentioned, uh, and that's my personal area of uh, interest. Uh, uh, just a, a bit about my background uh, before joining microsoft i spent uh, 20 plus years in uh, web development uh, started as uh, front end ended up like uh, full stack and um, uh, my favorite service on azure before uh, container apps was uh, azure static web apps so it's perfect uh, way to uh, deploy static web apps um, but um, Reality shows that uh, many of uh, what we call frontend applications are a bit uh, more complex than just set of static files, and uh, here, uh, container apps or Azure Container Apps (ACA) comes to salvation. Um, yeah, and uh, I see spike of interest from uh, our customers to this, this technology. That's very like early in um, its um, let's say technology career uh, compared to, for example, to AKS and uh, all other offerings for uh, deploying applications. But uh, yeah, I see that uh, adoption is uh, going at uh, a very, very good pace. Uh, now, back to a question about uh, how we empower um, developers. Yeah, well, first of all, that's uh, part of our global mission. And uh, I, I, I'm sure that all uh, our watchers are uh, aware of uh, this uh, strong bold statement from Microsoft where we want to empower every person and every organization on the planet to achieve more and uh, i always i'm always joking that now our ambitions only uh, for one planet, right? But uh, who knows where Microsoft uh, goes next? Maybe, maybe we'll um, extend uh, our ambition to solar system and <laughs> beyond. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Of course, these are like a very strong statements, and we have lots of you know actions to support this uh, statement. You already mentioned that. Uh, I, I, I personally uh, strong believer that Microsoft has uh, best developer tools on our planet, uh, GitHub, uh, Visual Studio, Visual Studio Code, uh, and a bunch of tooling for, uh, let's say, new categories of uh, developers uh, whom we call citizen developers. Uh, it's um, like m- Maybe it's a side discussion, but low code, no code tooling is also uh, something that we heavily invest in. And um, yeah, our practical goal here is uh, to enable collaboration, enable security uh, and f- f- from the very first step like uh, you know this mantra uh, shift left uh, so we do not end up with security with we start with uh, security and it goes as a red thread through all our tool chain for for uh, developers um yeah and yeah remove all possible uh, uh, blockers uh, in uh, your uh, developer life, developer career. So literally, you can. You, we want just to, uh, let's say, enable developers to start working on a project immediately. So that this is why you have a bunch of uh, um, cloud developer environments. So you don't even need to like install anything to your machine. It's just uh, web based, and uh, you get uh, all collaboration tools out of the box. Um, And you don't have to care about performance of your local machine. For example, if you want to spin up a local version of the um, application. Um, Yeah, and I'm personally a big fan of uh, GitHub Copilot. I I know there are very controversial uh, opinions uh, from uh, from the the developer community. Uh, I mean, uh, what's... um, um, some 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 feedback is uh, about um, like um, uh, using uh, code that other developers wrote, but let's uh, keep it uh, like uh, beyond this uh, discussion. A tool itself that really enables. Uh, I, I can speak for myself. When I uh, start building my uh, side uh, hobby, small project, I I cannot imagine myself now without help of um, GitHub Copilot. Can I like do the same without Copilot? Yes, I can uh, go to Stack Overflow to search for some some algorithm, uh, and I can type in some scaffolds of, uh, for example, React component myself. But why spend time on this if I have this immediately? This is uh, and and this is just the beginning. Uh, so who knows where it uh, it leads the developers? Um, yeah, it's all in the scope of developer uh, empowerment. Uh, and uh, last uh, uh, statement from from my side. Uh, recently, I tweeted about uh, GitHub Copilot uh, based on article uh, uh, saying uh, like uh, that uh, developers who use GitHub Copilot, like uh, myself, they uh, now push to source code repositories um, around 40% of the code auto-generated, like generated by uh, Copilot. And uh, in my tweet, I asked what happens after uh, this percentage goes over 50, let's say 51% of code gener- generated by copilot. Who is actually now pilot and who are who are copilots? So that's a big open question. And that, that might disrupt uh, how we build apps. So we'll see, we'll see.
2: Yes. Lots of words from my. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, interesting because uh, I I haven't used Copilot a lot in uh, my personal project because I think my project or my client is sensitive to using Copilot yet. But I've used it in my personal projects and most of all in when it was released the first time months ago. I, I I write my book in Visual Studio. Uh, code and I when it was like release I said I'll install the preview of uh, copilot in my visual studio and it was interesting I wasn't coding but I was typing something about like for example I'm writing a topic about Azure static web apps and it's gonna like the copilot' gonna suggest uh, the sentence for my writing of course I cannot copy it otherwise i'm a lazy writer right but i it helps me kind of give a hint of keywords that i can write as a writer especially when i'm on my writer's block uh you know when it's my book first book project so i love the the i can i can feel the passion that you have for Copilot, pilot uh maxime and i i'm sure it's definitely a great tool for us developers uh when it's like fully uh uh, supported and the capabilities of it are exposed to many people.
1: Yeah, and I actually uh, demoed uh, Copilot uh, last evening to uh, a lot of my colleagues, and um, in the Netherlands. And uh, some of our cloud engineers are actually working with Copilot um, to write their Terraform code. So when we're um, after a session, we, we we talked a little, and I thought uh, I talked with one of the cloud engineers, and I asked him, um, Do you save time when using? um copilot for writing your terraform code and he actually told me that he 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 will never go back without copilot it saves him like well you, said, you mentioned 40% but he's already saying it 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 saves him more than 50% of his time for writing his code um so that's yeah that's a very very promising feature and 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 um i think that in terms of adoption for developers and cloud engineers, this will be something that people will very quickly uh, become natural for them and one of the primary uh, tools that they will use for writing their code. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm very excited yeah. about that. All those uh, artificial intelligence um, uh, um, uh, capabilities that we are now bringing to empower our professionals.
2: Yes, that's right. I have something to add. Uh, Maxime mentioned about um, Microsoft uh, is always striving the best to uh, to improve uh, developer collaboration and community uh, community empowerment and. Uh, I, as an Azure developer uh, and also working or developing with .NET, uh, I, I believe in the capabilities of co-pilot in, the way of, in terms of pair programming. Sometimes you get stuck in the problem. And sometimes if you work as a consultant, every person in the team are busy with their own tasks to deliver during the sprint. And if you're a developer stuck with something, something and nobody else can help you, you can use Copilot to be your pair programmer, right? <laughs> it can help you speed up your delivery of business. So it, 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 it really helps. There's a benefit uh, of that. And it's just how a developer can see the benefit of it in his or her perspective and the mindset, of course. Yeah.
1: I'm actually envisioning uh, GitHub Copilot now as Clippy. So, Clippy is coming back. Our digital body within within our office suite is now coming back in the form of GitHub Copilot. It's <laughs> it's, it's awesome. I, uh, you will never feel, feel alone again, and you will always be happy to see to see your GitHub Copilot. Um, so, what's very interesting is is that Jonah, you mentioned that you're full stack developer, and you're also writing infrastructure as code. Um, it becomes clear to me that when I Ask something about developer technologies that Maxime is answering with Infrastructure as Code by Bicep. When we're talking about the adoption of cloud services or cloud native thoughts and and, and thinking, does the work and needed expertise for software engineers change when they take that cloud approach?
2: Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I wasn't sure if I understood the question. Are you asking about the infrastructure as a code or the cloud native approach? I'm sorry. Well,
1: <laughs> my my personal view is that they go hand yes. in hand. But um, it actually, it, let's say, I was 20 years ago. I was a, a traditional programmer writing stuff in uh, whatever programming language I, uh, I I I wrote stuff in, and I'm now in the process of embracing that cloud native approach uh, what what is needed for me to learn and to 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 change my way of working how different is it um, towards the traditional days
2: yes that's uh that now I get it thank you for uh, rephrasing the question yes uh, uh, I, I am a advocate of this because um, one of my previous or very first project as a junior developer years years ago, in the gold old days, uh, I was like responsible in uh, improving, maintaining and developing features in a legacy system, a .NET application. And at that time, I have to do everything manual. So I I code the .NET, I build the files uh, of my code, save, go to the uh, on premise uh, VM, upload (laughs) the files. uh, And then Uh, check the web server, restart it, and then check if it works. And that's like the good old uh, dragon days. (laughs) But now, today, uh, because of cloud native, uh, a developer can just, like me, can just literally write the code, push it to GitHub or Azure DevOps, and the pipelines take care of it. And in terms of switching back to cloud native and infrastructure, the infrastructure as code either by Azure Bicep or Terraform if you're, if the company is aiming for multi-cloud. It's uh, interesting because you can spin up or create resources that you have in Azure uh, in few minutes so quick in case of something happens or something breaks. In the good old days, it's not easy to do that. Uh, you everything goes panic and crazy, and the business is done <laughs> but I, I that's what I love about what I do great things uh, great possibilities and great uh, problems are solved
1: yeah I remember back in the days in traditional concepts and architectures when we had to execute our disaster recovery plan to actually build back what we what we destroyed with new code push. And yeah, it yes. was well, yeah. a horrible days. Um, yeah,
2: I have also something to add. Uh, cloud native also allows us the power of cloud uh, Azure, for example, uh, the, the option for Uh, workloads, like scalability, like in the good old days, sometimes you have to like call a tech support or help support to literally increase the memory of your databases because the system is very slow, people are complaining. But in the cloud, you can set it up in auto-scaling uh, depending on the workloads that you have in different regions or environments. So I'm sure Maxime has a lot to say about this, <laughs> about the power of cloud, right?
0: <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. Uh, but uh, you, you you mentioned all, let's uh, um, say, core uh, advantages of uh this mindset i can only add that uh, if uh, if you really um g- contribute your your time efforts into building uh, cloud native application that uh, that uh that that's very good investment and uh, regardless of uh, which cloud are you at uh, these days if this is like uh, truly cloud native and like not no, no too, not too much specifics uh, in particular uh, hyperscaler. Uh, it, you add cloud interoperability, uh, kind of uh, for free, and it's not only about moving from from cloud to cloud. It's also about, uh, for example, having some parts of your application uh, on prem, uh, having some parts of your application like easily uh, testable, uh, reproducible on your local environments. Um, yeah, so that brings. Uh, this narrative uh, to the table, also, which is also very, uh, uh, v- very good things, uh, thing to have in your uh, digital solution.
2: Yes, that's right. I'm very happy. I just want to add, uh, Rolf, that I'm very happy that I'm with Maxine in this uh, ev- a podcast episode right now because I admire uh, the the community work that Maxine do in Microsoft Norway, and I know in Sweden. I'm very active in sharing about. Uh, Azure to the community in the user group because I find value in the importance of community and knowledge sharing in terms of preparing developers to be cloud native prepared regardless if they're a consultant or just beginners or good already in what they do. There's always opportunity to learn from others or every problems that we solved so yeah i i'm, I'm glad to i'm glad to connect with uh, both of you
1: Awesome. awesome! Awesome! I, 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 I can add
0: the, to that uh, that uh, my strong belief is uh, every developer uh, sooner or later uh, will be cloud developer, so it's just uh, inevitable. And uh, the sooner, the earlier you uh, prepare for this, the better for your dev career. And uh, my huge kudos to uh, Juna for uh, running this motion. And uh, let's um, uh, from from Microsoft perspective, unfortunately, uh, I hope it's temporary, but we don't. Have uh, Maxim in Sweden. Like uh, this uh, yeah, job uh, yeah, position is, uh, is, is open. <laughs> um, uh, and uh, this is why it's. Even more important, like it's, it's super important to have uh, folks like you in uh, Sweden who is uh, driving developer engagement, who is uh, uh, still representing Microsoft for the developer community. So my huge, huge thanks to you.
2: Yes, thank you. And I know that your one of your roles, Maxime, in Microsoft Norway, or someone working for Microsoft for developer community, is to. To, uh, to encourage, uh, like, for example, the Azure Heroes uh, initiative for the community. So, yeah, it, your, your role plays an important part for me as an MVP in this, in the Nordics, uh, at least. So it's really good. That's what I love about community. It's like the more you share, the more you give, the more you gain something from it, the more you get inspired. And it's really exciting days we have and technology we're working on.
1: It's always great to to see like-minded people that are passionate about <laughs> yes. the things that they do, right? So, yeah, it, it's 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 almost like um, we're trying to convince other people that are not really there yet to become net, uh, just as as excited excited about these technologies as we are. Mm-hmm. Um, following that that up, uh, you say that it's good for your deaf career to embrace and and. And sink in into the cloud native approach as soon as possible, Maxime. Um, what would you advise to to organizations or maybe even developers that really want to, but the organization isn't ready yet to to embrace all that beauty that, well, in our case, Azure holds or has to offer for them. So, let's say I'm a um, I'm 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 a stony uh, 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 Cobol developer, and I want to embrace all the power that cloud holds. I want to and uh, uh, roll my, my, my infrastructure with Bicep. I want to leverage container technology and I, wa- I want to write uh, Golang or or whatever uh, type of programming because I'm a programmer. Um, it's like if you know one language, it's pretty easy to learn new languages. I know they're not all the same, but it's it's like you, if you have made the click in, in your head, it's, it's easier to learn a new language. What would you advise to those professionals towards their board or their management or the rest of their organization um to to build up that business case and the need for for that cloud native approach
0: uh, that, that's a very uh, good question, and uh, like um, I, I think we, we still don't have um, COBOL as a uh, target language on our uh, platform as a service uh, solution, but no doubts, you can run COBOL in a container, you can run uh, COBOL on a virtual machine, so uh, you're, you're still a uh, cloud-enabled developer. But um, yeah, jo- jokes aside, it, it's all about skills. Uh, I mean, uh, there are so, so many scenarios when um the initiative to 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 go to cloud goes not only from from top to bottom but from 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 dev team uh, starting from for example small experiments something starting from uh, moving some small part of uh, workload to uh, this or that cloud just just for experimentation and uh, uh, in the majority of scenarios these experimentations uh, go so well that more and more parts of uh, application goes to the cloud and then uh times to time time comes to modernize whole up to split it uh, into microservices if uh, it's a monolithic approach and yeah to to start with this you need skills and uh, this is uh, another uh, big big part of uh, what i do in microsoft so for me uh, skilling is a very good door opener very good topic starter in uh, my conversations with uh, any um, any uh, uh, type of uh, developer from um, from any company i mean uh, from customers or partners of microsoft or uh, for customers or partners of of our competitors uh, or just or startups or students so uh, it's all about cloud skills and uh, we in microsoft i think we we have best in class uh, resources for every individual developer to start uh, their cloud journey um just uh, to name a few initiatives uh Microsoft Virtual Training Days, free webinars where uh, you not only go through uh, foundations and uh, advanced parts of uh, cloud but you also get uh, opportunity to get to to receive a uh, uh, voucher for uh, trying uh, exam uh, that is attached to corresponding track that you uh, went through and uh, having certification uh, definitely this is this is optional right for you in your dev career but it's very nice addition to your CV like a very uh, like a nice formal line in your um, uh, CV. Um, then a uh, bunch of uh, more hands-on events like Azure Immersion uh, Workshops where you go through some uh, uh, advanced part of uh, Microsoft Azure uh, guided by instructor. Not even saying about Microsoft Learn. Uh, that is our huge, huge resource uh, for uh, self-paced learning. And uh, maybe um uh, Many folks who use Microsoft technologies uh, noticed that uh, maybe a couple of months ago, there was major refactoring of uh, all uh, documentation, all training resources in Microsoft. And now pretty much everything is under Microsoft Learn umbrella. So there is uh, no more docs.microsoft.com website. I mean, of course, uh, it... All redirects are, redirects are in place, but now it all leads to Microsoft Learn. And uh, that's our commitment to uh, develop this uh, brand, uh, this upskilling brand uh, forward. And uh, we'll uh, embrace more and more and more resources uh, for developers to help them upskill themselves in, uh, in cloud technology. So huge announcements are coming. Uh, stay tuned.
1: Yeah, <laughs> awesome. And that was actually a very smart move to 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 integrate that within Microsoft Learn. So I I hear so much positive feedback from the communities and from colleagues and people that I know that um, at first it was doc.microsoft.com. Hey, it, it isn't working. But well, um, uh, you 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 get the hang of it very 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 quickly. And the most of the things that you uh, earlier had in Docs are now just uh, redirected to Learn. And um, it, it it feels it has the same trust and feel like it had, but it's it's the integration within the Microsoft Learn modules, they're, 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 they're brilliant. Um, so, just to summarize what you said about um, leveraging that cloud-native approach for organizations that are not there yet. Um, from what I understand is that it's more on an innovation and research approach than rather Building out the business case and get your agreement on, yeah, let's build something. So it's more about doing and learning than thinking and building a business case. Is that correct?
0: Uh, uh, no, 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 no. I, I mean, uh, of course, we have. Uh... Like multi-level, multi-layer approach, and uh, I'm uh, I-, I presented about what uh, what I do. Of course, uh, we have account teams, we have uh, technical sellers, we have cloud solution architects uh, who closely work with uh, our customers and help them to adopt cloud technologies, starting from uh, business cases. Yeah, so definitely, the, this uh, it's also in place, and we have lots of. Uh, materials, lots of um, decks, narratives for uh, business decision makers uh, as well. So I, I purely focused on uh, how I tackle this.
1: So Microsoft gives the best of both worlds, right? So totally, Jonah, totally I'm, totally. I'm, I'm I'm very interesting, interested in uh, we both are Microsoft certified trainers but I'm yes. not the one <laughs> writing a book about the cloud computing and developing fundamentals. <laughs> so you obviously have an opinion about all of this, about yes, scaling, yeah. right?
2: Yeah, not just upskilling as a Microsoft certified Trainer, uh, but also about what uh, what we what Maxim shared about about cloud transformation and moving to cloud. How we can convince organizations to believe in the power of cloud. Uh, that's really interesting, and I was just listening and reflecting in my own journey because uh, as a developer years ago, one of my project was a cloud migration uh, to Azure in a, a legacy app that's like very old on premise had the struggles to move to the cloud. And uh, one of the things that I can share with you, both of you in the audience, is that one of the challenge, uh, challenges uh, that I saw in that project, cloud migration project, is the lack of uh, uh, cloud migration strategy and business plan. And also understanding uh, what, Uh, The cloud can really provide in terms of like scalability, reliability uh, in a way that in that project, for example, it didn't make it to production because the organization were scared about the cloud. They're scared that it's not secure. It's scared that their data will be lost. So I think the most important thing to help organization is uh, the cloud readiness and educating and that comes in the picture of uh, me as a certified, Microsoft certified trainer, because of that experience, it kind of like a domino effect that, that led me to be interested in writing my first book, uh, Learning Microsoft Azure, which is about fundamentals. It focuses on it really educating and teaching about Azure to new developers in IT organizations. So I'm really excited about that. and on. On my side, in terms of my free time, I try as a certified trainer to really introduce the fundamentals of Azure, uh, like AZ-900 and AZ-204. And next level is the AZ-400 that I'm also certified. So those like three levels are like basic steps in getting ready uh, both developers and IT organizations, for example, AZ-900, which is the fundamentals part. So yeah, so as a writer, as a public speaker and um, as a teacher or trainer, it's it's really inspiring because the more you teach, the more you speak, the more you write about Azure, the more I learned also, which I can use in my development projects to Azure or to the cloud. So it's exciting. <laughs> you can feel it in my voice, right?
1: <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm I'm just going to throw out a statement. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, sure. I'm, I'm very I'm very Eager to to, to to see how you guys react on what I'm just going to to I'm just going to throw, in, throw it throw okay, out here. Okay, okay,
2: exciting. So <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: So um, in in back in the days, and I think nowadays still a lot of people have like their 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 internet browser open with many many tabs of Stack Overflow and um, Learn.Microsoft.com. And is it nowadays? I I th- I think that it nowadays is more important to know what is feasible and what you can do with technology rather than how you build it. Is it something that you guys can agree on is it something you you have another uh, other view on? Uh,
2: uh- yeah, Maxim can start. <laughs> uh, yeah, if,
0: if, if, if we uh, abstract uh, a bit from uh, from the cloud and uh, if I put my head of uh, web front-end um, developer on, that's uh, absolutely a relevant statement. Uh, and uh, if we dive uh, deeper into a particular um, part of web front-end development, which is uh, progressive web apps, and this is my, my favorite, favorite topic uh, in, in that area, that's uh, this is actually what uh, I do by uh, extensive speaking, training uh, blogging uh, i explain what's possible to achieve with a bunch of uh, new web apis with uh, new features uh, in in the browsers and uh, in uh, uh, new points of support of um, web front-end applications from uh, a platform uh, perspective yeah and uh, only then i uh, introduce uh, let's say technical details all these apis uh, and yeah my, my goal is um, f- my first goal is to share what's possible to achieve uh, and you're absolutely right that let's run for uh, many more uh, pieces of um, of uh, informational technology in in general uh, because uh, pace of um, development is uh, is so high that uh, yeah it's uh, it's hard to uh, stay in sync uh, even in understanding what's possible, not even saying about how to implement this. So uh, to sum up, introducing what's new is a very important narrative in uh, all kinds of technical uh, presentations.
2: Yes, that's really interesting. Uh, That I I also, I mean, uh, if I were to answer, give my opinion about that in terms of uh, being a developer, being a DevOps, or being uh, someone working with cloud solutions slash uh, cloud architect, uh, many roles they have. Uh, I think uh, for me, uh, it's important to choose the best possible solutions in Azure or cloud. So I myself uh, is a, testimon- a living testimony of that because I'm writing a book about fundamentals of Azure. And Maxime and you both know that Azure is pretty broad. If you're a beginner it's hard to choose. Should I choose Azure functions for my serverless solution or should I choose Azure Logic App? So those two examples just means that each problem has a a specific uh, solution uh, in line with it. And as an architect or someone, a developer finding solution for it, it just means that you find the best possible solution for it without being biased, of course. So choose the right one for each scenario And that's the good thing about community and Microsoft Learn and learning and Azure MVPs because we share different areas of topic. And it's up to the organizations or developers to choose which path to carry on or which solution to choose in solving their problems in their work or personal projects, like we do. <laughs> yeah, I absolutely yeah. agree. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: And, and if I may to uh, drop in uh, some um, uh, references to our documentation, we have uh, something what we call well-architected framework, which is exact uh, uh, what uh, Jonah presented, set of uh, architectures, uh, kind of reference architectures for this or that uh, scenario based on uh, industry, uh, business case, and uh, many more details. And in many cases, uh, there is no one correct answer there are um, so many uh, you know uh, ways to achieve uh, the same and the question is uh, what works better for your particular uh, use case
2: yes that's right i have something to add as well it's very exciting now We're, <laughs> like you see the passion like it's that time you forget the time but i want to mm-hmm. also add from the uh, well architected framework since i I speak a lot about my cloud migration experience. I wanna share also to those that are listening or organizations that are having challenges with cloud adoption or cloud migration specifically in Azure. There's actually the cloud adoption framework that actually guides uh, people or uh, teams, organizations, how to get started in migrating to the cloud. So there are different options. You can do full cloud native, you can do hybrid or multi-cloud. And that's also like a good example of there are different ways to solve the problem. Yeah, (laughs) so yeah, yeah. awesome. Yeah, Yeah.
0: I I, can illustrate uh, (laughs) uh, this uh, cloud uh, adoption framework, uh, CAF, uh, by uh, one uh, example from from our customers here in Microsoft Norway. We have a large banking group called uh, Sparbank N, and uh, they were so happy, so uh, like. Uh, excited with uh, their own uh, solution on uh, enterprise uh, landing zone. So they even gave a name to this. Uh, it's called Unomia and uh, they created a logotype for their Azure lending zone. And uh, I invited them to present about uh, their solution uh, at uh, Microsoft Ignite and they delivered this session. It was super popular. Lots of uh, feedback, lots, uh, many participants. So yes, uh, this uh, foundational part of cloud uh, can also be, uh, you know, uh, as, as exciting as what you built on top of this as, as the applications and the workloads themselves. So foundation is, is super, super important uh, to properly start with.
1: Yeah, so yes. for all those people listening and saying that you can't start with a cloud-native approach, there are no more excuses. Um, if you need to build a business case, Microsoft is there to help you with a customer team, if you will. Uh, just call your customer team. Um, if you want to do it by yourself, by innovation approach or research development approach, you can leverage all the documentation on uh, learn.microsoft.com. Um, and if you're still not able to empower your vision or your cloud native approach, you can always grab back to the communities and call people like uh, Jonah or Rolf or any other yes. MVP out there. We are there for, for helping other technology People and technology-minded people that that have the same same ambition as as we had a few years ago. So uh, don't hesitate uh, to to reach out. I like this podcast, but I, I think we're at the closing of this episode because the time is flying. Um,
2: yes, too bad because I, I thought we are just like accelerating there. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So um, maybe we can, uh, we, we, can, we, we, we can come back uh, uh, do do a, a, part a, a part two, right? <laughs> um, before we wrap it up, um, Jonah, where can listeners find you online?
2: Yes, uh, they can find me everywhere. I'm <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah, they uh, they can follow me on uh, LinkedIn. So I'm Jonah Anderson there. And I'm also on Twitter, uh, CJ Kodere. Kodere means uh, coder in Swedish. And uh, I also have a website, Jonah Anderson, uh, dot Tech. And if you're interested to read the first seven chapters or half of my book, let me know or connect to me because I'm actually actively sharing about my book to the community because I want my learning Microsoft Azure book to be like community uh, engagement active book. So I look forward to that. So reach out to me if you need mentoring about Azure or anything and join our community Azure User Group Sweden as well. If you're uh, in Sweden or anywhere.
1: Maxime, where can people find you?
0: Uh, It's
2: super easy. My favorite social
0: network is uh, LinkedIn. I'm uh, Maxim Salnikov there and I'm very open for uh, new connections and uh, very open for uh, all conversations uh, we have there. So it's uh, the best place to reach out to me. And uh, uh, Jonah, if uh, you need more reviewers for your book, I'm at your service.
2: Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you so much. <laughs> so
1: that's the power yeah. of the community, right? Yes. Um, yes. It, it, has been, it has been an absolute pleasure to talk to, to both of you. And uh, thank you once again for joining uh, all the people listening. Thank you for joining us today. I hope you will join us in the next episode and uh, well, take care. Yes.
2: Thank you so much, everyone, for listening to us or watching. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye.